Hey guys, welcome back to the Marvel What Now podcast. This is episode two, the sequel. Uh, (laughs) We did it. (laughs) (laughs) We're finally establishing a pattern. We did the one. I thought it'd be one and done, but. You know, uh, we're not going to suffer from sophomore slump. We are here. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, you know, procrastinators unite. (laughs) We were merely freshmen and. Now we're back. <laughs> this is episode two, where we're breaking down episode three of Wandavision, and that's not confusing. I know, not confusing at all. <laughs> Which the show this is, is kind of confusing. So let that maybe maybe <laughs> we're purposely trying to confuse the audience. I don't it know. Fits. <laughs> it fits. It just all works together. <laughs> so yeah, episode three today we're going to be talking about breaking it down, Easter eggs, things we noticed, talking about performances just everything all encompassing that we noticed in this episode Mm -hmm. and just i mean the the first two were amazing and again they delivered on another great completely different episode absolutely completely agree it just keeps keeps on going that like they're the the mystery's getting peeled back just everything's cracking if you will (laughs) like literally (laughs) the walls are cracking so it's uh i think we're this was like kind of the beginning of the turning point we really saw a lot of things here that i really feel are okay here we go now like they set up the perfect little world and now everything's not so good <laughs> i mean the the first two funny they're really funny you know real um real there, there's a there was such a playful sense to it but those kind of more those bigger parts with like those dread when there was like the the real cracks that you would see you know this episode really had that that a big turning point but we we will get to that yeah really starting to introduce some of those just like eerie kind of like black mirror simulation uncanny valley Mm -hmm. yeah so many moments in this episode where you watch it and you kind of just like cringe or like oh i don't know what's happening and so scary answering more questions (laughs) while setting up more Mm -hmm. mysteries and stuff but uh, again just another another episode or uh, amazing episode all right, let's and talk about some of the things that happened here. Let's let's get into some of the things that happened. Well, Wanda uh, kicks Jan Brady's ass. <laughs> vision, vision, vision. <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely a real Brady Bunch feel. I mean, they, they really are nailing the kind of tone of the shows as it shifts into these kind of different decades and eras. Um, you know, I, I still believe that the shows are, are connected back to like, her Sokovian childhood. You know, I think that why she's seeing these shows is... She probably watched them just like us, you know. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is our age, <laughs> you know, so she probably watched <laughs> Nick at Night just like we did as well. So these things are just in the back of her head of like this perfect idealized life, especially coming you know, from Sokovia as well. So, or maybe in Sokovia, it's like, oh, they had just gotten up. <laughs> <laughs> this new hot show. <laughs> They're like, oh, damn it, we just got Dick Van Dyke, and now 
the towns of Meteor. People are like, what Typical Game of Thrones? What are you talking Marvel. about? I don't that, <laughs> What is this? Um, I love that they, they're not just taking inspiration from one episode. I would say Brady Bunch was probably the, the biggest like standout, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of architecture mm-hmm. and uh, the house the really set, looked like, like the set, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the oh, yeah, the, the music, the intro was very like Partridge Family. That's exactly um, what Ashton said. <laughs> That's exactly what he yeah. said. <laughs> I agree. So yeah, I, I love that it's just not one thing. Like these different eras, it's just collectively how can we or how can they, you know, borrow from the aesthetics mm-hmm. and even the mm-hmm. language. Like uh, we can get into this a little bit more, but just the. You, the sexism within the characters, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Which Wanda, you know, uh, is uh, like, the... bitch, please. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> I know. I'm so glad they called mm-hmm, that out. Mm-hmm. I, and like, they're really kind of corny jokes and, you know, when Vision's like, mm-hmm. papaya, you know, and those like, really like, oh my God, like, literally groan-inducing, like, laugh track jokes. Like, they're, those kind of jokes are written for laugh tracks. Um, I know, but it, it, it's so, you know, contextual now with hearing that joke now and we can sort of like poke fun at it or like oh my god that was so i think you know 70s at the time but yet you know like that's what they said in the 70s and now we can like it just makes us cringe but wanda's reaction really kind of is our reaction to it i mean it is kind of i i I think they purposely put that moment in and especially from her because this is like her reality you know when she sees these things she's like excuse me what Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know those those things (laughs) so like the tropes are there from the world but even then it's still like oh no 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 (laughs) god it just works so well and so in this episode we definitely uh the vast majority of it deals with Wanda and her mm-hmm. pregnancy and it's, you know, speeding mm-hmm. up exponentially. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, I, I, I was surprised that they were actually born in this, in this episode. I thought we would, it, it would be much more about just the pregnancy in mm-hmm. general, but it was definitely building up towards the delivery, which we got, you know, two thirds towards the, Mm-hmm, towards the end mm-hmm. and like kind of um, the surprise with the second one you know i think that i think for more casual viewers like that was a surprise like that was a really nice surprise uh you know we, we mm-hmm. talk about one of our good friends is a less uh less invested and you know kind of nerdy about the world and all the clues and the history and the comic books and that kind of stuff so it's it's very interesting and i love talking to him about it because his view is is a it is a complete i think in ways it is a a more kind of fresh clean view with it they really experiencing the story kind of without all these you know pre-knowledge or you know like they're not looking for the context clues even if you're not meant even if you're not meaning to do it i think you still inevitably do it if you're kind of a huge fan if you're if you're really into this um and to have these kind of like you know he had a i wouldn't say a lukewarm but some of the criticism i've seen of the show which i personally don't agree with but is that it's like the confusion of it and the like purposeful corniness people don't know what to take and you know i mean they don't really know how to handle it you know they don't really know what to take and i think this episode particularly you know our friend he mentioned he was like okay i okay okay this is making a little more sense now i see what why why they did the shows the way they did and then what's happening and what we're seeing so this really was a they like like you mentioned a lot of stuff happened here it was a lot of movement in a really short amount of time yeah, this the uh, no pun intended, but the speed in which it happens is is very mm-hmm, fast paced, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting getting his perspective because I feel like when you and I watch it or 
you know, avid Marvel fans or comic book nerds, we watch it almost looking for confirmation, like, okay, that there's the twins, there's Billy and Tommy. Um, and then someone who's unaware of, you know, sort of the comic book history of these characters to watch it. And it's like, Oh my God, mm-hmm, twins? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like what, what does Huge that even surprise, mean? Like right. what, where's right, this going right. to go? Mm-hmm. And then like um, two, literally so, 30 minutes. <laughs> like, I love that they kind of play off of that. The, 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 it is the, again, that we talk about the structure of the show being this kind of older Brady bunch. Like here's a wacky thing that happens today. How are we going to get out of it? You know what I mean? And then like, you know, the doctor coming in, um, who is very crucial in my opinion another like major context clue of what's happening there as well you know there's <clears throat> all these things happening just quickly in the whirlwind happening around them too you know mm-hmm. and vision being the the you know new dad who's panicky and is clueless and doesn't he's know what he's to slipping do on and... banana peels as he's like trying to run around and like my kid's gonna be born i've got to you know do all this other stuff so yeah but but mm-hmm. i i just cannot get over paul bettany in this role i really i mean I, everybody's amazing and you know they've all stepped up but they taught one of the things in the first episode vision talks about how he like he doesn't have exaggeration he can't he's like i literally can't exaggerate things but now they're giving him such a personality <laughs> and he's got he is like growing in a way too like he is learning as well so i'm like kind of crushed because i'm like is this not gonna be real <laughs> is he not gonna be real <laughs> is all this growth gonna be gone and that's you know i mean that would make me go crazy too so i can't really fault wanda when she's uh you know gonna blow up the world later <laughs> when, she, when she's gonna you said it when we were talking the other day when she's gonna dark willow everybody oh some something's mm-hmm. coming yeah like yeah it's, yeah that the dread this, this is not gonna about the dread in our first episode yeah. that's my gosh um can you uh why don't i know we, we talked about this the other day let's talk about like the doctor for a second can we talk about um in the beginning the stuff with when the doctor when he leaves okay and he's where's very where is he going <laughs> bermuda which is a very <laughs> you know i've always connected to like really mysterious things happening um and then when he leaves could you talk about a little bit about what happens after that scene with a uh, herb well i want to jump to something because it kind of relates to this but in the very last scene um of the show where monica slash geraldine gets you know hurled out of the reality by wanda we actually find out that westview is a a, a yes. real town so i'm really curious how that ties mm-hmm. into the show you know there there's houses you kind of even see like lights in on in the houses mm-hmm, in the background mm-hmm. I love um, the like fake painting backgrounds, by the way. Oh my gosh, they were amazing, amazing, so amazing. Like, just, just terrible. And then when you look at them, they're like purposely terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they like just work. I almost feel like they're like the Wizard of Oz, you know, those like those painted backgrounds they have. Oh, uh, this part, that part was great. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned Wizard of Oz because I think there definitely is that element of, you know, the wizard behind the curtain, Dorothy um, going through this like the color change, you know, like the, uh, you know, visions, the mm-hmm, 10 man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There, there are a lot of parallels to that too, as well. You, you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, we talked in the first episode about, we, we had maybe thought that the men were involved with the coven, which we, this is kind of our idea, which is like the Deborah Joe Rupp character and the Emma Caulfield character and the, um, the woman from the commercials, which we need to talk about the commercials because you had an amazing theory about those two characters. Uh, which I think is really, really p- possible. 
Um, so it's like, you know, mm-hmm. we thought they may be working with them, but like you said, now that we see that Westview is a place, what if they are, they are helping to manipulate Wanda to literally change this area that's a place on the map to this place. So the people that were there mm-hmm. are trapped there. And I think that also goes back to when the doctor talks about it later on, um, which, okay, what, what happens to the Bermuda trip? As soon as the kids are born, it gets canceled. So, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the kids are born now. So, what what is happening from whatever is happening to Wanda or whoever is doing it to her? You know, and then he says, hard, you know, small towns are hard to escape. Like, but he says it in a way. <clears throat> my boyfriend, he is also a more casual fan, and he said this. He was like, I feel like the characters are trying to tell Wanda and Vision something, specifically Herb. He was trying to tell Vision, like, he was trying to pull back the curtain for him. Literally, he was trying to break down mm-hmm. the wall with the, you know, with the um, the hedge cutter, but then Catherine Hahn shushes him. You know what I mean? And in the show, we can see it as, like, just a playful, like, hush, Herb! But then, in the reality, mm-hmm. it could be her, like, magically controlling her, him. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I and I think that was one of the key scenes in this uh, episode where you see Herb and Agnes mm-hmm. talking on the wall. It's very eerie. We're seeing like a very different side to, uh, you know, the background mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. I think when I the first two episodes, I was kind of getting this feeling that Agnes, Catherine Hahn's character, was somewhat self-aware oh, of totally. this reality that she was just like acting and then in this episode you know you almost see that when the the camera looks directly in her face and she like shakes her head no to herb as he's about to reveal something she has this look of like panic, fear yes, on her panic, face yes mm-hmm. and I, I yes and that just felt mm-hmm. so interesting because i thought i knew what her who her character was mm-hmm. what her role is going to be and then that just like completely made me rethink everything and finding out that Westview's an actual town. You're like, okay, is the Agnes thing mm-hmm. red herring? Like, are they, did the people in the, the WandaVision show, do they exist in the actual Westview and they got sucked into the reality? Is it like um, a Truman show situation? Do you know what I mean? Is it like, um, you know, they are, they do know that it's happening, but they have to keep it up because maybe they're afraid Wanda will crack if they don't keep it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, but when they get sucked into the reality, like we need to talk about this point for a second. Cause we talked about this the other day as well. When, when Tiana Paris's character gets thrown from the orb of the, which we see at the end is like, there's clearly like a, there's like a kind of like under the dome kind of situation happening where it's like an area that is, mm-hmm. you know, they've got the lights on it where the barrier starts. So it's clearly this area where the Wanda vision is happening. So when she gets thrown from it, she has the seventies clothing on that she's wearing in the show. She didn't go into the portal with that clothing on. And to me, that is, that is, that seems so, I think just, just, no, you're not, that's not a plot point. Nobody mentions it, it's not anything. It just, she gets thrown from it. And then they focus on her. Like, you know, the, I think it's just the sword people. I don't think she's like under arrest or anything. The sword people are like coming to make sure she's not like dangerous, but she is working with them. Yeah. She is working with them. She is working with them and they, she's an agent there and she's going to be reporting back what happened. If she even remembers what happens, but the fact that the clothes are the same it proves that inside whatever Wanda changes can become reality outside of the orb. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was such an intentional 
set it was meant to be like a you know wtf moment like Mm -hmm. oh my god what's happening but it's also like you said it sets up a very uh specific rule like okay whatever she makes in there can escape in the reality and now that the babies are being born uh you know calling back to the the second episode the Mm -hmm, for the mm -hmm, children mm -hmm. you know now children are finally introduced into this world it's the first time we've seen kids Mm -hmm, of any kind mm -hmm. um and you know it it took three Mm -hmm. episodes to get to that so i i think that's the the story is starting to come together where you know she's in this pocket reality that exists in you know the larger reality there's a real town she's making babies things that happen in there go outside and it's there's still minor details like i'm not sure how it works with the people within like agnes and but something's coming together and i do believe that you know mephisto in some way is yes is Mm -hmm. behind or or there Uh, is their ultimate goal you know what i mean like he's either manipulating them to do something for him or he you know all these other clues are coming in, Curtis. Like, she's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. Just the other day, she said in this interview that I read, she said it. She was like, you never know. I may appear in Spider-Man 3. I haven't gotten the call yet, but who knows? She's going to be in that movie in some capacity. She's totally going to be in that oh, movie you in some capacity, too. And this whole idea of what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, ugh, gosh, just... I could see her and uh, Doctor Strange having some kind of appearance in multiple. I agree. I agree. Paul Bettany also said just the other day, I have an interview where he says uh, that there is a surprise actor that he had been waiting to work with for a long time. And he said that they have sparked like sparks together. It's amazing. So he, you know, Paul Bettany also said that the show does end with a like Avengers like battle. You know, so if think about this, we, mm-hmm. we talked about this the other day. So if the show is progressing through the time periods, it's going through like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. They've already confirmed. They've already said that there is an office like, you know, 2000s like mockumentary steady camp episode as well too. I, what if like again like in this reality show it leads up to like a movie quote version of in this world of like the Avengers versus whoever that is the ultimate villain? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So the the TV version mm-hmm. that they see is like, I, I mean, I said it, I said it the last one, Monica Rambo. I think that's oh you're oh well, you could be Captain Marvel, ching, and then she's in her comic costume, and then she is Captain Marvel and has the same powers. Do you know what I mean? It's like such a brilliant mm-hmm. like way that she can that may I, that's just a crazy idea. I just think it is going to go that because he has said it is going to end with a crazy battle. So who are all the players that are going to be involved in that? You know what I mean? Like who's going to be involved in all of that? craziness happening yeah i mean that's a good question i have no i uh i mean off the top of my head i would say wanda vision speed wiccan uh monica you know monica rambo as photon right. maybe in the last episode and taking on you know either all Mephisto the directly witches. or yeah. you know, if the the mm-hmm. witches mm-hmm. coven theory is correct well deborah you know, joe rupp to... is coming back uh i forgot her name the last episode deborah joe rupp she is the uh, like the mother from that 70s show she was the um the uh, mrs hart in the first episode she's already confirmed to come back um they actually purposely kept her out of the 70s episode to not like distract her or anything but she's is coming back so 
they're you know every every single thing in this show to me is a clue and it, everything in it has a specific purpose everything in it every shot every you know we talked about the fireplace when the fireplace explodes oh well that's uh <laughs> you know i mean like the hellfire and brimstone <laughs> you know i mean like that's mm-hmm. you had mentioned the other day which i thought was brilliant you're you're referring to uh, the fireplace going off yes, during yes. her pregnancy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just little clues uh, yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's definitely a, a a nod to Mephisto. And there's even this very like startling uh, something they did with the audio, like when she's screaming in pregnancy pains, you almost hear like a a dual mm-hmm, sound or like mm-hmm, an echo. Very the unpredictability of her powers to me is also on display when she gets out of control. When she see what you see what happens when things get out of like when she has emotionally crazy moments like when the baby kicks and the water happens the water literally is the reality that happens her she has a pain and then her her jacket changes <laughs> immediately and then it is mm-hmm. real it is real it is it is a new thing and it was not the thing that it was before she didn't mean to change it to that but it did anyway do you know what I mean that's like the kind of craziness about it uh, even the uh... Uh, I believe there's a scene where they're in the nursery and they're hanging up the little mobile above the crib and it has little toy butterflies. And she says she feels like a flutter. And then suddenly those butterflies <laughs> spring to life. Oh. And I, I, I think it's just, you know, it's playing more into that idea of, oh, like you said, her water breaks and, you know, it, it's raining. Um, but with the butterflies, I think it's interesting that she's sort of creating mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. In a sense, maybe mm-hmm, you know, maybe with the stork mm-hmm. oh, the as stork well. coming like, to life was great. I uh, love that those scene. are the, so ridiculous, the... <laughs> so good, so funny. It, but it's like her, uh, you know, manifesting life out of nothing, and maybe those were her baby steps. You know, she created mm-hmm, butterflies mm-hmm. and then a stork, and then by the end, she's creating you know, full blown people. Well, just people. She's belly. creating people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, t- could you talk about? Uh, the children because you talk about the children for just a little bit obviously everybody's gonna well not obviously we talked about that so who are the children potentially and could you talk about uh vision and some of the things we saw from him in this episode that we could maybe be context clues for the children as well too could you talk about them because the first two episodes were all about for the children Mm -hmm. so they're here so they're important so Mm -hmm. who are they well, we finally got them by name, uh, Billy and Tommy, in this episode, which everyone, you know, we know from the comics is Speed and Wiccan. And I I think one of my favorite things about this episode was, you know, Vision, he, his powers have never really been defined. Mm-hmm. We've seen him walk through walls and, you know, he can he's incredibly strong, forehead. but, you know, but, he can be really dense, like, you mm-hmm. know, when he sinks, like, you know, there's just. It, it, yeah, mm-hmm. they can kind of make it up whenever they want. But I felt in this episode, it was very heavy on right. him using his super speed, even mm-hmm. the way they, they visualized it. So I think when I heard about this show, they were use uh, maybe Quicksilver as Wanda's inspiration for, mm-hmm. you know, passing on right. his abilities to her son. But th- I think it was, you know, maybe something beautiful about vision using his super speed. It, it, totally. One of this episode. Cause it kind of feels it, it, it's much more like, Oh, you know, he inherited that from his father, not his uncle. So, you know, much more 
building that idea of and, and the, the, the visualization of vision yeah. speed was different than what Pietro's looks like you know back in Age of Ultron which of course Disney Plus had to just show like <laughs> you would also like Age of Ultron I don't know if you got that <laughs> ad after the <laughs> that was the I did, I I it was like <laughs> which we're gonna get back to Ultron in just a second but it was like we talked about Ultron in this episode and then Disney's like hey remember this movie go watch it <laughs> she Wand is also in this one too you know so thank you Disney plus for that we appreciate your yeah thank you for jamming down your uh, product placement but um it really I think this episode it's really did recontextualize in a lot of ways um I think that's like the forgotten Avengers movie <laughs> we, we talked about it a lot and there's a lot of good moments in Avengers Age of Ultron but I think overall it is kind of a hot mess i think like that was marvel growing through a lot of growing pains it was before Feige had full control there was just i think you can tell in that movie there's like 30 minutes cut out of it there's just i mean it literally like destroyed joss whedon which he's kind of a douche anyway so i'm not really necessarily bad about that but you know like the movie itself was not ultimately <laughs> what i feel like you know definitely wasn't the cohesiveness that the first one was um but uh jumping back jumping back we just got off on a tangent about age of ultron what do you think uh, you made? You made a really good point about the twins' birth. Could you talk about that for a second? <laughs> I mean, one of them is speed. So, <laughs> oh yeah, of course, mm-hmm. speed is uh, is born mm-hmm. first. I mean, very natural. It was a very beautiful moment too, where Wanda's like, you know, don't you mm-hmm. want to greet yeah. your son yeah. as yourself? <laughs> so I, I I do love this show. Still finds moments to you know like really you know pull at your your heartstrings kind sincerity. of sincerity it's emotional. sincerity it's uh, just true yeah. sincerity like i mean for me i watch it for those moments like that's the real moment it's like the powers and all the craziness is like what's happening but the interesting thing about the people is though are those moments yeah and i mean they're doing an amazing job of just turning vision mm-hmm, mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. a human i i think everyone was they had the speaking of Age of Ultron. There's the moment where Vision saves Wanda, and they sort mm-hmm. of like share that moment. Where yeah, it's like their first connection each other while he's saying, and you're like, how? Yeah, and you think like, how is this going to work in the movies? Like, and a, a robot and a woman like going to get it on? Like, how? How will that work? But this show really does a, a show like, oh, Vision's a human being. Like, he's he's maybe he's super smart, but like he's still like panicky mm-hmm. when it comes to like making decisions and mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. just doing a great job. But yeah, I mean the, the kids being born is, it has to be setting up some kind of yeah possession yeah. story child of, the, or, child of the demon or, yeah, I agree, or, I agree. or it's going to be something like, you know, we talked about Mephisto yeah. with the bargains, uh, you know, him, Wanda is going to have to be put into some situation or, or like, so, like this world is going to be taken from her because it's going to not be real and she's going to crack that way. Or it's going to be like, mm-hmm. you can have this, but you, you had mentioned as well that you talked about before what happens, wh- wh- what happens, pr- how do we get into this? Give me, talk, can you talk a little bit about how you how you think we get into this world? Like we just start into it, but obviously something had to happen to get them get Wanda into this world. What do you think that is? I really don't know because I think they could go a couple of ways about it. But there's been anytime we get those sort of reset moments where with Wanda, uh, you know, we saw with the beekeeper in the previous episode where she just says no, and then it like rewinds real quick. And then she has that moment with Gerald. Vision. Oh God, that no, one blew my mind. My mind. And was you blown. get that. I thought my TV skip. That skip was so. <laughs> I thought good. like my internet broke for a second, and then I was like, "No, that wait." She just rewrote it again. Just that's what it looked like. <laughs> the yeah, in the scene in the the second episode where she just says no to the beekeeper, 
she seems just so mm-hmm. like confident in that moment. And it, it makes me wonder if she is aware that this is fake and she'll do anything to, you know, like keep it going, not break the reality. And anytime something threatens that, that's when she, yeah, re- yeah like, that makes uh, sense to me. And it. she's surrounded by all of her traumas. Do you know what I mean? Like her traumas are all over, all over everything. And mm-hmm. we have to talk about Pietro and Ultron because that was a crucial, crucial moment with the scene. Um, I do think that vision holds some kind of key mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm, him being mm-hmm. the Mind Stone. I think, and we even saw in the trailers the there's a scene. I believe it's in the Halloween episode where Catherine mm-hmm. kind of like touches Catherine. Hart yes, and wakes her up. And I think the the Mind Stone will play a key because I was watching rewatching Endgame the other day, and when Thanos talks about the infinite or they ask him where, you know, what'd you do with the stones? And he said, I destroyed them. But then he says, reduced to atoms. And I think that's a very key information or key line, because when he says that atoms, you know, when you're making something, it's just a very mm-hmm. particular yeah. mm-hmm. arrangement of atoms. So I, I think that will be the key to her. I do think the Mind Stone is in she created it. Like she yeah. recreated it. We talked it. about this too. And she we didn't, talked about that. She doesn't you know, anticipate. Wanda is the only character who mm-hmm. is created by one Infinity Stone and she destroyed another. So they they set that is brilliant. I had mm-hmm. never even thought about the thing with this Thanos with the atoms, you know, and then that also connects to oh my god, I'm having like revelations galore. That connects to Doctor Strange with the magic of being like, you know, <laughs> the ancient one explaining that it's not just out of nowhere, it's taking one thing and Britain to, to you know, putting it in another place. You know what I mean? It's just controlling that energy, which totally mm-hmm. tracks all that. Oh, that's like blowing my mind. And isn't there a, a- a law of physics or, or something in science that says right I right something you just said something in science it's, it's all about like energy transfers <laughs> clearly we're showing that we are not biologists yeah <laughs> that is true but matter can neither be created nor destroyed but with this if they mention in infinity war what vision tells him or tells her he's like you can do it He's like, you have the power. I think she can also put them back together. Like you just said, like mm-hmm. with, the, with her powers, she can make, she could me- remake a, an Infinity Stone if she wants. You know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like mm-hmm. whether or not they choose Absolutely. to make her a mutant or not, you had pointed out, you said to me that too, that with the X on her dress, which was crazy. I didn't even notice that the first time, which is like, oh my, I think they need to finally answer this damn question with this freaking show. Like, is she a freaking mutant or not like do mutants exist like it's the question <laughs> so we can stop worrying about the question and move on from it you know uh but i i definitely think that uh she is like this like kind of chaos incarnate like that's what her powers are going to be she's just like two, empowered mm-hmm. by two different infinity stones and it's just madness or just well multiverse madness but it's a. Uh, you know her it's uncontrollable when she gets a, you know what i mean she isn't in control when she starts to lose everything when it starts to everyone when it starts to break down when people start to show that the show isn't real when tiana paris breaks and mentions the thing about ultron when those things happen it was terrifying to me terrifying when she turned on her after that it was like mm-hmm. oh god <laughs> oh god this is the real scarlet witch like this is the real scarlet witch oh <laughs> i mean what do you do what do you do when you threaten someone who can who could write you out of existence if they wanted to flick their wrist and you're literally gone and (laughs) nobody will ever remember you oh terrifying and elizabeth olsen really really nailed that moment too i literally was like oh my gosh she's scary (laughs) that's that was the dark willow (laughs) moment or like the the seed of the dark willow moment yes and i think uh 
oh gosh, I can never remember uh, her name, the Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. actress. Um, yes, she did such an amazing job because in that scene, I feel like she's playing very different roles. You know, she's sucked in this reality. She's playing this, you know, 70s girl. She's talking about she's like, like girl, Foxy I got a promotion. Very natural. You know, like, but very, then as like, soon as she and brings... And, like, she's like her best as, friend, yes. Yeah, and then as soon as she sort of becomes aware, she tries to like just manually yes. slip back into that character to like to keep it going and it's such a good scene but i agree just terrifying with wanda and then she what's her phrase mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm, oh she mm-hmm. had to rush mm-hmm, home mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. she had to leave it's it's just very menacing i think uh you know we talked about the scene with herb and the the hedge clippers mm-hmm. and he's like taking down the wall mm-hmm, it feels very mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. breaking down barriers and as the show progresses it's gonna be more and more of that collapse like wanda struggling to to hold on to the reality no matter how much well, i mean look, look so vision I, is the one who starts uh, to break in the moment when he sits down with her he's like wanda son, this is he starts to break and then she you know what i mean that's when she and then it just rewrites so mm-hmm. even in that moment she changes him too she changes him in that moment so mm-hmm. yeah oh my god i think the question now is like I mean, Jimmy Wu asked it on the radio. Who's doing this to you? Like, there is somebody. There's a, a mix of someone manipulating her and her being involved in it and being aware of it. You know, I think she's trying to just make her own. I think mm-hmm. she's trying to make her own happiness, even if it's just even if it's fake. You know what I mean? Like, she's all of her traumas are surrounding her, and I think she's literally recreating a reality of herself that for her, for herself that is what she wishes it could be. You know what I mean? She just has this kind of like silly, quirky, fun life with her husband that she loves, who's a great person, and they have kids, and you know they go to their jobs, and you know just a really kind of stereotypically kind of like American apple pie kind of fantasy, frankly, which <laughs> that's why it doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, given, given everything she's, you know, been through, she was experimented on and then age of Ultron almost into the world. Then she joins the Avengers and, mm-hmm. you know, blows up a building and then she snapped mm-hmm. away out of existence for five years and mm-hmm. comes back and her brother dies. It's like, <laughs> my God, like give her, give her a break like i don't think anyone can fall truly for, truly for this um but going going back to like vision's mindstone like yeah, i think he'll actually he'll be absolutely essential to sort of bringing the awareness in this world he's the xander he had he's a line the xander he in and the civil kids war the xander maybe she has to sophie's choice pick one of the two of them <laughs> or something but like you know, I'll always love you. You're. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you can destroy the world. It, I love you, and that's we. That's all we'll ever have. You know what I mean? Like that. They're the anchor that will pull her back, mm-hmm. or that will make her not destroy everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, what well, Vision had a line in Civil War where, uh, you know, he's having a heart to heart with Wanda while she's being held at the Avengers base, and he says, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know what this thing is, this Mind Stone. Um, and he's like, I, I hope to understand it. The more I understand it, the less it controls mm-hmm, me. Maybe mm-hmm. one day I can learn to control it. And I think that will come into play in this reality. Maybe the the longer he's alive or the more he becomes aware, you know, we, the Mind Stone in the MCU mm-hmm. was used as like mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm, a mind mm-hmm, control mm-hmm. device. So I, I think it sort of awareness. Him this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
awareness that right. he keeps coming to and Wanda keeps wiping. And but it'll come into play and maybe he learns to um you know, maybe he touches her. He or uses Agnes the mind and, stone to wake them. You know, up that's when they like, Yes. And maybe maybe towards the end Wanda is like so adamant about keeping this reality and Vision's like, no, this isn't real. We can't stay here. And he goes around and maybe he mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. with Agnes mm-hmm. or Herb or, you know, the mm-hmm. town folks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I can see that one. Yeah, maybe. Like, but it's like, maybe it's, yeah, it's everyone. Like, she's becoming that. And it's like the Mephisto part of her. You know what I mean? It's like, that's like the, we talked about the Scarlet Witch being like the Supreme. Could you talk a little bit about the women and the Sokovia thing we had talked about in the connection? Like, maybe they're the Hydra. You, you had mentioned a really, really great theory about the, uh, the, the people, the, in the commercials, it's the same people always. Um, and it, the commercials always relate back to, yes. you know, like this one, especially like find the goddess within, like, come on, like literally come on, like, come on. <laughs> like it's so on the nose. The Strucker thing mm-hmm. is a trauma. If it's connected to Hydra, obviously the first one as well with the bomb, which is connected to her parents. Could you talk a little about how we think there's like a, there's a, a through line there. I had read this. Uh, I wish I could take credit for this, but I read this theory on, online that uh, the two people in those ads are Wanda and Pietro's parents, and which I I think would be an amazing Easter egg, or maybe it, it comes into play later. But even the uh, it, the commercial in this episode was about the hydro soak, you know, like a bathtub. The I think the tagline was when you want to get away, but you don't want to go anywhere. And then it ends with find the goddess within the, to me that that ad does two things talking about Wanda, you know, finding the goddess within finding her power or, um, you know, is we had talked about this, where is the Scarlet witch sort of this title, this, this alpha, witch, you know, the Supreme, and, you know, maybe that's her name in the comics, but does that become this title that is granted upon her by the the witches or whatever? Like, oh, she is the Scarlet Witch. Um, but going back to the ad that, you know, that with them being her parents, the woman in the commercial is soaking in the bathtub, being a vacation. And for me, that was Wanda sort of creating this paradise escape for her parents in that world sort of like granting them the escape that they always wanted we have i'm really curious to see what they do with uh, aaron taylor johnson uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. he has to be brought back in in I'm some hoping. way uh like they're not done with him they're not done with ultron it's it's this coming is- back I'm, I'm not sure like what i would do like how or where he would fit in uh, my my guess is the Halloween episode will be just insane. You'll see so yeah, many I background agree. characters. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Possibly he shows up for that. Maybe they do an episode where there's like a dinner party and he's the fun uncle that shows up and he looks it's Aaron Taylor Johnson, but he looks nothing like he did in Age of Ultron. Maybe he's uh, handsome and you know just he's like a movie character or he's like a I could see him being like a 90s like you know my so-called life like he's that like Jared Leto-ish like heartthrob <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like he's like the cool uncle or like he's like Uncle Jesse from you know Full House or something like the cool oh uncle. <gasps> okay that I love that idea <laughs> <laughs> uncle I you know yes. I agree with you I agree with you all of this is really I mean 
they cannot mention him that way and not him not be even just like um even if it's like a Harry Potter's parents with the resurrection stone like a you know when they or when they come out of the um the you know priori incantatum when they come out of the thing and they're like sweetheart we can only hold it for so long you know please go now you know it's like a it's a moment of like the person who she believes and trusts the most and knows loves her is like Wanda please stop mm-hmm. you know what I mean I can see him you them using him in a in a he, he, I don't think he's going to come back in full because that was kind of like, that was always the big contingency that you always read about his claws that he purposely took Avengers Age of Ultron because they were going to kill him at the end. Mm-hmm. So I could see him coming back. And, you know, they held Mark Hamill for a year. You know, they, you know, nobody knew that Mark Hamill was going to reappear in, in, uh, in Mandalorian. So if it's, even if it is a small part, I, and we haven't talked about Evan Peters. Evan Peters is already confirmed for the show. Is that going to be like a multiverse situation? Is he going to be speed? Is he going to be speed grown up in this reality? Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the show, you know, what, what, what could happen there? I, I think it'll be interesting if, you know, they, they do introduce, I mean, they just introduced speed, but if the twins stick around, which I assume they will, mm-hmm. how does Quicksilver factor in? Because I feel like Marvel, they don't want to do too many of like characters or heroes with the same, ability or it's like oh, okay now we have two speedsters um so yeah, yeah but they I, are doing a lot of these like legacy people now you know i mean you got kate bishop coming you got <laughs> i mean miss marvel's coming they're they're setting up the young avengers in a lot of different ways uh they already cast isaiah bradley for the falcon and winter soldier so so if if by the end of this show wiccan and speed or that age are like you know their early 20s you know like these other characters are going to be it makes sense. I mean, Evan Peters maybe is a little bit older, you know, maybe he's like kind mm-hmm. of like an older brother to them, but that tracks for me and people loved him as that anyway. So it's a way of him being the new version, but not being the X-Men version. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, mm-hmm. the way that they're showing you into the show, they can show you that. And it's like, what if Mark Hamill has another secret appearance? At the end of this show? <laughs> Mark Hamill is Mephisto. Mephisto <laughs> Mark Hamill as Mephisto walking in, holding Grogu. Every Disney series is going to have a Mark Hamill cameo at the very end, where he's a he's a secret character. <laughs> They're all trick or treating. You see the Mandalorian walking in the background. And... Oh, somebody's going to be in a baby group costume or a baby Grogu costume, probably. Didn't they do that in ET? The trick or treat scene, like you see a. Uh, Someone dresses Yoda. I think so. Yeah, I in think the so. background. <laughs> I think so. And then oh. even in, I, I think it was like Star Wars Episode One or Two. I think they even had the like ET alien species on the giant, you know, Galactic Council Republic. That's really out of nowhere, but uh, do a Google <laughs> search. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Oh, okay, but man. I, I love. Um, what was it you said? The, the theory I just uh, the Jesse or... Full House thing. Oh my God, that... Taylor Johnson. <laughs> you know, just like leather jacket. Like... Everywhere you like, look, <laughs> everywhere there's a heart. And Eric Taylor Johnson's like he you know, he gives that like you know hand through the hair and he looks over like <laughs> you quirky kids. <laughs> like have you know he has some kind of have mercy type. <laughs> yeah, or it's like I don't want to wait. <laughs> and he's like really dramatic it's very like dawson's creaky like oh my god i'm god i uh, i agree with you that i think the halloween episode is going to be really just just jam-packed with amazingness and that's that's one i, I think it could be even maybe next week because that one seems like it's like in the 80s and that seems like where they're gonna be next maybe 
Yeah, um, I think the progression is so yeah, next week's in the eighties and I'm not quite sure what inspiration they're they're pulling from. That's definitely I think you see uh from the trailers we've seen the the twins, they're still like in some kind of crib. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um and maybe it'll be, you know, like a Michelle Tanner full house kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, what if the kids get like a cool line like you got it, dude, but it's like you know like my God. <laughs> I, you, been, you, cool, know, like, a, you always had a cool idea too with the Halloween episode that the kids would be dressed up like Quicksilver and you know, like they would be dressed up like them as like costumes. Just like just like, you know, Wanda and vision are that we see in the trailer like that is, i i do agree with you that that there's gonna be like marvel easter egg galore there i feel like and like just everybody's gonna be something uh something i think they're setting i think they're setting the show up to be a, a reboot or sequel to full house <laughs> full house candace cameron you know, burr Eliz- elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen raising twins. Oh, what if like the oh, what if the main villains are the Olsen twins? What if Mary <laughs> Kate and Ashley are the true villains, and it's like the Olsen extravaganza? <laughs> <laughs> the Olsen twins show up as Wiccan and <laughs> We are way we're just clearly uh, children of the nineties. <laughs> oh. oh. So, uh, last question for you. Okay. Uh, I, I think we had a, have a lot of good talking points. What do you see next? Like, uh, what's so we're now three episodes in, we're starting to see some, you know, patterns and, uh, What's what's next? What I, now? I I, hey, this is our what now question. Hey, maybe this is a good thing we should ask at the end of every episode. That's a good. We do we just do we just like do we just become best friends? <laughs> do, we just, do we just find a, like an ending tagline for the show? Oh my gosh! You call um, me Nighthawk. <laughs> what now? What's going to happen now? <laughs> I am going to shift over, and this is I don't know what's going to happen in terms of the show because I don't, I don't know what episode is next. But we haven't gotten the idea of what really what is it the Halloween episode? Is it the '80s episode? Are they the both the same thing? what's going to happen there so i'm going to shift over and my point is going to be i think we're going to shift out to the outer world a little bit more now that i think Mm -hmm. monica is back on the outside i think we're going to find a little bit more out about what sword's doing i think we're going to find out a little bit more about what they think is happening on the inside i think we're going to see if she remembers anything after she comes back out I think that's going to be a, that's going to happen, and um, I also think we're going to want to see how she got in in the first place. I can see that. What about you? What now, Kurt? <laughs> uh, I think in terms of the WandaVision story, the next episode will be set in the eighties. I think it'll be start to be um, you know newly parents like domestic bliss. Like maybe the the twins are like starting like just early stages of like running around the house and you know they're trying to like keep it together um no i think it'll still be like heavy on the the comedy for sure mm-hmm. but i i totally agree like they're starting to to hint at the larger you know what's happening to the large world outside who is sword jimmy Wu, um the cat dennings character from thor yep. is in the show yep. so they've got to like slowly start to to introduce that and i think as we get closer to the end it'll start to be much more 50 50 in terms of you know outside world, from inside swords world, yeah. viewpoint and every, you know the real world um and starting to see it break down so the next couple of episodes you know they'll continue this rapid age progression of the twins 
this episode or the next one, I would assume, you know, maybe they're in the the toddler phase, mm-hmm. just running around the house, mm-hmm. you know, speed breaking shit. Um, I think there will be a really cool scene. The first time we even see Wanda in the MCU is in Civil War, where she's making the the blocks float. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, in this episode, we see uh, in the nursery they have they're they're kind of like giant blocks, but they're the ones with like they have A B C D on them. And I, I Billy's going to do the same to... when he's a kid. Billy's going to do the same. Oh my god, that's he's going to walk in yep. and he's going to be making the blocks flow and, and... speeds. <laughs> he's running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my it's, god, brilliant. brilliant. It's it's going to be like uh, the Incredibles meets Full House. Amazing, amazing. Why don't they hire and us? I'm so <laughs> so excited. So many. We keep getting answers, but more questions at the same time. And I I personally can't wait. Cannot wait, man. Amazing. Did, did we just do a second episode? Oh my gosh. I think we did. We finally got a pattern going. Okay. Fingers crossed that the, that the audio works. <laughs> and that we're not uh, that we're not vision like being rewritten over reality as we're talking over each other. <laughs> but we weren't talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, any audio hiccups you hear in this episode is just, you know, the, the simulation. Yeah, Wanda when realizes I... that we're on to what she's doing and she's, you know, she's writing us. She's, she's knowing us, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, assuming uh anyone who's left and stuck around listening this whole thing thank you so much for tuning back in i'm still having a blast doing these uh, me too always, man always a pleasure talking to my ebud peyton and stick around hopefully we'll uh we'll have uh episode three for you next week see you all next week later bye hey guys thanks for listening to marvel what now podcast this is kurt for more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton, and for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom, and we will see you when we see you, because we owe you nothing.